0: sean hannity show more behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america live from the hill our very own jamie dupree with the latest news from dc all right he's the most connected man in washington dc he is in new hampshire where we will be on monday the one and only jamie dupree sir how are you
1: hey sean how you doing buddy i'm good buddy where are you in new hampshire today how you doing sean i'm good where are you in new hampshire today I am in the small uh, town of Atkinson, New Hampshire, which is uh, sort of uh, in the southeastern part of the state. And obviously, we've been hit by an unexpectedly big snowstorm up here, actually. We had about uh, eight inches of snow on the ground and causing all kinds of trouble. And yeah, and Donald Trump even had to to cancel his one event that he had set for New Hampshire today. He was going to do another small retail stop at the uh, the Londonderry Lions Club. Now, nothing against the Londonderry Lions Club. But that is such a non-Donald Trump kind of place to go. But it's all part of his retooled effort to do more of these local kind of retail stops. But since he isn't staying here overnight, which all of the other candidates are... Uh, Trump was not here on the ground when the snow began this morning, so he, uh, instead of flying back, they decided only to do an event down in South Carolina later today. So no Donald Trump today. He'll reschedule that event for Monday. Now, the, the polling, Sean, really interesting because there's a number of different polls out. What I think more than anything else the trends are beginning to show right now is that there's been a definite bubbling up for Marco Rubio here, but nobody else is on the move. And again, it's not to the point where Rubio is catching donald trump or anything like that but it does seem to have turned into the trump Cruz, rubio in the top three and then other than maybe john Kasich in one or two polls we are not seeing any surge by jeb bush or chris christie and you can feel that not only do you see that in the polls, sean you can feel it on the ground here at the various events
0: explain what you mean by you feel it and you see it and and i want to remind people that this is not your your first campaign
1: yeah let's see the first time i was up here was 1992 so this is my seventh new hampshire primary and you do get to that sense where your gut just sort of tells you when there's a campaign that's doing well when there's a campaign that's not for example chris christie is clearly right now sort of struggling uh his numbers have fallen in the polls he's been attacking marco rubio on a regular basis he is getting the benefit of the endorsement by the governor of massachusetts who i think will be up here on saturday to do an event with him but you just don't feel it right now with him or with Jeb Bush Uh, Bush had, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, he had an event the other day where he he made a point, he wanted everybody to applaud, and nobody did, and he said something to the effect of, okay, it's okay to clap now. And, uh, you know, Jeb just simply has been sort of struggling. Uh, I got to a John Kasich event, it's actually, Kasich appeared at this location where I am at now a number of hours ago, and a bunch of us decided to wait, Sean, because the snow's been so heavy and and the word was the roads were so bad. Kasich had about, uh, you know, three dozen, uh, okay, we'll say 70 people showed up. And there are a lot of people taking him seriously and everything. But he's sort of the low, um, the below the radar candidate right now. He is clearly making inroads in New Hampshire. I think the people like him because they like that he's been a governor, that he is a governor, that he's made decisions, that he's uh, done bipartisan kind of things, and that he's not as loud as some of the other candidates. But I'm not sure that Kasich is really, a couple weeks ago he was doing better in the polls, but there's been some mixed results. Whereas you go to Trump, you go to Cruz, you go to Rubio, you certainly feel it. Though I still have to say the Trump event I was at yesterday just left me with a bit of an odd feeling because of, A, how different an event it was with Trump doing retail stuff, and B, it just seemed like that... I don't know. I I wasn't quite sure whether there's still that super big reservoir of support for Trump. We'll have to see in the next couple of days, Sean.
0: If you look at the aggregate of polls, I mean, Trump still has a very solid lead and Bernie Sanders still has a solid lead. You're right. There's been some movement in one poll. uh, Marco Rubio went up eight points from seven to 15 percent. But, you know, Trump's at 30 some odd percent. So it, it doesn't seem like his lock on New Hampshire has been damaged in any way as of now. And it seems like New Hampshire is looking pretty good for him. I mean, that's a sizable lead.
1: No, you're absolutely right. But it's interesting because uh, I saw Monmouth, uh, the the polling group out of uh, Monmouth University in New Jersey, they went back and re-interviewed a whole bunch of people that they had polled in Iowa to try to figure out how did they miss the, the outcome in Iowa by so much. And what it basically came down to was one of the things that we wondered about. I think digging in deep in that poll, I think it said that fully 25% of the people who had told Monmouth that they supported Trump in Iowa did not actually follow through and go to the caucus for him on Monday night in Iowa. Now, I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen here in New Hampshire, but that's, that was one of those wild cards that we wondered about in recent weeks. Would the Trump people, some of them first-time voters would they actually go out and caucus in Iowa? Well, I guess I'd ask the same kind of thing here. Will those same people who support Trump, will they actually get to the polls? And I think it's a legitimate question to raise now after we saw what happened in Iowa. But as I said to you yesterday, On the ground here, I still don't feel that big surge yet for Marco Rubio, but it is clear in the numbers that he is bubbling up. Now, where the surge is clearly obvious is Bernie Sanders, and that's very obvious. Just as in Iowa, there are a lot of very, very excited people here for him, very motivated. The polls are clearly in his favor, and I think a lot of people here fully expect that he will win uh, rather easily when it comes to Tuesday in New Hampshire, Sean.
0: When you, I want to go back to the to the latest poll numbers. One of the polls I saw today, uh, this was the UMass Lowell survey, had Trump at thirty four. Mark, this is the one. Yep. Marco went. I'm sorry, it was eight to fifteen, so he went up seven percentage points. If you look at the the aggregate of over polls, the last week, yes, over the last week, this this was since the Iowa caucuses, uh, a three day tracking poll since then. If you look at uh, NBC, Trump has thirty, Rubio seventeen, Cruz fifteen, Kasich ten. CNN, MUR, Trump, 29, Rubio, 18, Cruz, 13, Kasich, 12. Um, then you've got, as I mentioned, the UMass 7 poll. Then you've got the ARG poll has Trump, 34, Rubio, 14, Cruz, 12, Kasich, 13. So it th- th- seems to be steadying out. The one national poll that seemed outlier-ish to me was a was a national poll that had Trump down a lot at 25 and Cruz at Rubio, 21, and Carson at 11. I'm not sure... I, I've not seen any other national poll that even be,
1: begins to resemble that. How about you? Yeah, I think we're we're at the we're at the top three here: the Trump, Cruz, Rubio from Iowa. Just no, no one's quite sure how they'll finish here. And about the only other wild card I see, Sean both in the polls and feel on the ground, would be Kasich. Uh, Kasich's numbers have been better than either Christie or Jeb Bush in the last few weeks, and he seems to have garnered through hard work, he's going to do his 100th town hall later today. So like Ted Cruz and going around Iowa, John Kasich has spent a lot of time here going around New Hampshire. Now, we haven't really touched on Cruz. Again, as I said, when I've seen him this week, the, the crowds have been very, very good. They feel like they've got a decent turnout operation here. But again, I don't think there's as much pressure on Ted Cruz to do well. Uh, to do really well here. He does not have to finish first, second, or third in in order to move on. He already won in Iowa. He can afford to be fourth even or fifth in a jumble of candidates up at the top, and I don't think it hurts him that much. So the pressure is really more on Trump to finish well Rubio to to, uh, finish ahead of Jeb Bush and Chris Christie and Kasich, and then, of course, those three to try to get up there, at least in the third. Jeb Bush keeps saying he's going to soldier on. Uh, It's funny, Sean, a colleague of mine was coming into town today, and I asked her what she was going to go cover tomorrow, and she said, well, I'm going to go with everybody else on Saturday to go see Jeb Bush and write the story about how the end of the dynasty is here. And, you know, I think that's the feeling of a lot of people, that it's coming to, not necessarily an ugly end, but just sort of a disappointing And uh, for Jeb Bush, he's really going to have to find some magic over the next few days.
0: Doesn't that sound like everything we don't like about media when they come in with a story that's already written and then they just write the narrative that they've already determined in their own minds?
1: Well, I think what it is more than anything else is we were talking about what's going to be crowded, and we were joking about how how many people are going to go from, it'll be an event right near Manchester, and how everybody's just going to go right there because they know Jeb Bush will be there. It'll be an easy story to write. I mean, just look at how much, uh, you know, this week uh, he was doing the event with his mother, his brother helping him out and more, and it just hasn't worked for Jeb Bush. It just hasn't worked. Uh, The attacks on Rubio haven't worked. The attacks on Trump haven't worked. And for all that money, and uh, you know Donald Trump was referencing that this week again. and again how how Jeb Bush has spent so much, and here in New Hampshire, it just hasn't worked on the ground. I I swear, every time I turn on the TV and the radio since I've been here in New Hampshire, Sean, there's another ad from Jeb Bush, and uh, whether it's going against somebody or in favor of him, but it just hasn't moved the meter. You know, the in Iowa, everybody broke late. Not everybody. A lot of voters broke late. I would assume the same thing will happen here, but I don't think many people would put a $5 bet on those voters going overwhelmingly to Jeb Bush. But, you know, they play the games for a reason, so we'll see what happens over the next few days.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and, and I think probably the campaign that has the most pressure on it to win New Hampshire is probably Trump uh, is just my guess. Now, I think one of the things we've got to watch out for, and I haven't yeah. really gotten into the, the deep weeds of these polls in terms of how many undecideds there are, or how many are capable of, of changing their vote last minute. Um, but certainly, I, I think the lesson was learned in terms of organization and ground game in Iowa. It looks like Trump is is not leaving anything to chance this time.
1: Well, and there there's actually a difference of opinion on that. Uh, the Trump people feel like they have a good ground game, but there's a lot of other Republicans And you never know whether they're just saying this in order to hype their own candidate, but there's a number of other people here who do not feel like Trump has a ground game here, that it's a ground game in their own mind, but it's not a real ground game that will actually turn people out. And again, uh, based on that Monmouth poll of afterwards in Iowa of those voters and seeing the high number of people who did not go to caucus who were Trump supporters. Now, still, there were others who did from the who supported others as well. But that just raises another red flag for me. And I think you are right. Donald Trump, if he does not win in New Hampshire, it would certainly face a lot of media, uh, you know, tough times in a spotlight afterward. Whereas, uh, again, Ted Cruz can survive not winning. Marco Rubio, I think he does need to finish second, or at least... Third, not have any of those other three sort of uh, Christy, Bush, and Kasich get above him. Kasich, again, uh, you know, he, he, Kasich and Rubio are sort of doing the same thing in their stump speeches. They're, they're not getting into the nitty-gritty of the back-and-forth, leaving that to Trump and Cruz, though Trump really backed off on that yesterday. Cruz has still got a little sharp elbows here, and I think his people feel like that they're in, a, in good shape to come out of here no matter what and go to the South Carolina primary.
0: I have not seen in the last week South Carolina numbers of you.
1: No, and I'm sure that the pollsters there are actually waiting. I bet that's their decision is to not do anything right now and then have some polls that would be ready to go. Wouldn't you think right after the New Hampshire results come in, you know, on that Wednesday, I would bet, uh, no. somebody will be ready to have a poll or Wednesday or Thursday down there in South Carolina. So Remember, what's the it's date a little of South extra Carolina? Time. The, the two parties will go different ways. The Republicans, see, that's the thing. The Republicans in South Carolina are Saturday, the 20th of February. The Democrats are the next Saturday, the 27th. On the 20th of February, when the Republicans vote in South Carolina, the Democrats will be having their event in Nevada, and then the Republicans won't be to Nevada until the 23rd. So there's a little split that goes on here, and I thought it was very interesting. You know, Hillary Clinton, when she was in Iowa, she had Bill Clinton there a number of days. He has not been here in the last week in New Hampshire. Instead, he is in Nevada both today and tomorrow doing events there, already looking ahead to the next state after New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, what did you think of the debate last night?
1: You know, I thought it was a very good debate. Uh, I I, I enjoyed just the two people. Boy, there was no place to hide. You know, in the Republican debate with eight people up there, you can at least catch your breath. I can only imagine uh, what it must have been like to be one-on-one, mano-a-mano for two hours. And I I thought, you know, both candidates clearly uh, stuck to their script. Bernie Sanders repeatedly circling back to the issue of money in uh, the political system, money in Wall Street, Hillary Clinton pushing back against him on that Wall Street stuff and more. But I don't think the dynamic was altered in any way by that uh, event last night. But I do think it might have been one of the best uh, debates that we had so far in this race.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of like you. I like the mano a mano. I like the one-on-one. I think that's really awesome. Uh, Listen, Jamie, I know you're fighting through a lot of snow. You have the Storm that we had last night into this morning and uh, we have a slight delay on your comrex but uh you're able to give us the report we really appreciate it and uh, feel better we know you've been fighting a scratchy throat the last couple of days and we'll see you up there on
1: monday all right buddy i'm gonna clean off my car and get moving to a rubio event you have a good weekend all right jamie
0: dupree the most connected man in washington he's our guy on the ground in new hampshire